0: Managing an Inconsistent Income to Save More Automatically, that is coming up in Episode 98. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast, the preferred podcast by many women across the globe to help you take control of your finances. Join me, Jen Hemphill, a motivational money coach and your host, each week as I share with you practical, simple money insights and real life stories by women like you. Let's do it. I am so excited to have you here or here again if you've been tuning in and just been a loyal listener. We are in May already. I think spring is Finally here, I've noticed that towards the end of April, uh, states like Colorado, I think parts of Arizona had gotten snow. But I think here in the D.C. area, spring is here to stay. I know I've been to my boys sports and oh my goodness, it's been really, really hot. <laughs> but I have to say I how grateful I am to you to, for listening as we are approaching 100 episodes. This is episode 98, so we're so close. And really the success of this is all because of you tuning in to this podcast on a weekly basis because just me recording and putting it out there with no one listening doesn't do anyone any good. So I really, really appreciate you, uh, your support, and listening into this podcast. Now today I want to talk to you about saving automatically with inconsistent income. So for those of you that are self-employed, that are freelancing, this is an episode for you. This was brought up in our community uh, over on Facebook by Melissa. So really a quick shout out to her for this. It is a great topic to cover, so much so that I brought in some personal finance bloggers who solely rely on their self-employed income. So that way they can share their thoughts as well. So in today's episode, I'm going to give you my six steps that you can take towards saving with this inconsistent income, and I'm also going to share with you the advice that five different self-employed entrepreneurs have to share with you. So let's go ahead and get to this. Now, with step number one is basically going to the basics, how much do you need to live on on a minimum on a monthly basis? What are what are your expenses are on a monthly basis? You need to know that number. Then once you know that, and I'm not going to break it down into what you're going to decide what the minimum amount is, you decide what that means for you, right? It doesn't mean adding uh, the Netflix or the cable. I'm going to let you decide that. All right. Step number two is knowing that minimum income that you are confident that you're going to get on a monthly basis. All right. So that's the step number two is really knowing what that minimum income that you are confident that you will get on a monthly basis. So you're gonna, what you're gonna do is you're gonna see with that minimum monthly income that no kidding, you no kidding know will come month after month. Is there a way to live on this income with those necessary expenses that you gathered on step number one? So you wanna compare that minimum income that you no kidding know you'll get month after month to the minimum or to your expenses that you got that you totaled up in step number one okay step number three is to really gain that clarity on the goals you want to save for are you thinking retirement are you thinking different projects are you thinking travel what are those goals that you want to save for and know how much you want to save how much does it going to take to get there on a monthly basis right and how does that compare if you add this, what you want to save for, to the expenses, how does those expensive and these goals, these projects that you want to save for, uh, compare to that minimum monthly income, okay? So you want to compare those. At this point, it may be that it's over that minimum monthly income. But the important thing here is that you will know how much more, or basically, what the deficit, if you will, I I can't think of a different word, but what is that gap that you're going to need? And if you know that psychologically, you're going to be working on getting that more consistently. Uh, It just kind of over time that will filter in, obviously with some work, right? Uh, So that's step number three is getting clarity on the goals you want to save for what they are, How what they look like, how much you wanna save, and how are you gonna get there on a monthly basis? What's that number that's gonna get you there on a monthly basis, okay? And then compare that. You add that with your expenses, right? total that up, and compare that with your minimum income. See, does it still fall perfectly, like where you can fit everything, or if it doesn't, what is that gap? What is that gap, what does that look like, okay? Then step number four is have a plan for the bigger income months. And chances are you already do a little bit of this. So you want to, with the bigger income months, is one, save. uh, There's going to be some months where you have higher expenses. So In those bigger income months, you really want to set aside, uh, for example, for your emergency uh, fund, personal emergency fund, uh, you also want to set aside for uh, your business emergency fund, if you will. And so actually that's step number five, but in step number four, you really have to have that plan. What are you going to do with that extra income or the, you know, the income that's above the minimum income that you know you're gonna get, right? That, uh, what are you gonna do with that? So you want to set aside for those savings, you wanna set aside for those months that you know, um, maybe you have some uh, business expenses or personal expenses that come either quarterly or semi-annually or annually. Those type of things you want to be setting aside for, especially on those months that you have a larger income. You want to set aside for those. And once you do that, because step number five is to put away, it's really important to put away for an emergency fund for business and personal. And step number six is really automating it. And Here's the part where people get stuck on where they're scared, and being scared is having a lack of confidence. So just remember, you're the one in charge. I'd rather you automate savings and then maybe, especially if you know, let's say you automate your savings and you know, uh, let's say you do it for the first of the month you know on the first of the month, a next amount of money is gonna come out, right? So if before the first of the month, you, let's say you have a lower income month than normal, then you can cancel this month, right? You can hit cancel. I'd rather you do that than not automate it at all and then forgetting to put some money aside because that easily can be done and that happens because we're busy, right? then I have a bonus tip for you as well. So besides the six steps, let me go really quickly over the six steps, knowing the minimum amount that you need to live on. So knowing those expenses and you decide what minimum means for you. Step number two is knowing that minimum Income that you are confident that you'll get on a monthly basis. Step three is having clarity on those goals that you want to save for. Step four is having a plan for the bigger income months. Step number five is putting away for that emergency fund, both for business and personal. And step number six is all about automating in, automating everything and really knowing that you're in charge. Okay. The boat. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. This tip that I have for you is a book. It's to read Profit First by Mike, and I'm going to butcher his last name, so sorry, Mike. Mike, Mike Lowa looks. <laughs> I hope that was okay. Anyway, so it's a great read, even if you're in the beginning phases, or maybe you start reading it and you're like, I can't implement all of this yet. It's good to know and build up to. So I wanted to make sure that you're aware of that book. If you haven't read it already, definitely read it. I'll be sure to put a link in the show notes for that. Now, as far as some of uh, some tips from my FinCon friends, uh, I have Travis Hornsby from Student Loan Planner. That he shares uh, his tip for saving is to build up to at least ten thousand in the bank, and once you got that number, it's your psychological security blanket. Then you don't have to worry about a huge income swings nearly as much and can devote any excess to investing either back into your business or into the markets. So that was the tip that he shared. And then Stephanie McCullough from Sophia Financial, she writes, Uh, Get really clear on your subsistent level of monthly spending, literally just to live. Sound familiar, right? Uh, Then in months when you have more, have a very specific plan as to where it goes. I'm glad she agrees with me. And she writes, continues to write, it might be the first $250 goes to general spending, a general spending account. After that, the split is 10% for the tax account. You can't forget taxes. I didn't mention that earlier. Uh, 25% uh, for your emergency fund and teach you re- until you reach your goal, uh, a 25% for general spending, 20% for retirement, 20% for funding. Of course, she says she made up the split. These are just uh, generalities and she just made the uh, percentages up. You can do uh, how you want. And she writes that it would be cu- uh, obviously customized to the person's situation and goals. And she's also, like me, a big fan of naming accounts for different purposes. So thanks for that, Stephanie. And then I have Donna Friedman from DonnaFriedman.com. And she writes to do a financial fire drill. And she says, make a list of minimum monthly expenses, food, shelter, basic utilities, obligations that must be met, example, student loans or child support. And now that you know how relatively little you need to live, It should be easier to take a deep breath. Next, add in things to make life nicer, such as Netflix or lunch or dinner out once a week. This way, things should still look affordable. If you pay quarterly, set aside a percentage of each payday for taxes. Ideally, you'd include a certain amount of cash to go into the emergency fund. You fund each of these categories consistently. The low earning months will, with luck, be balanced out by the higher earning ones. And oh, remember that this too, whatever this is, will pass. Thanks for that, Donna. And then I have Belinda Rosenblum, and she writes that she suggests to create a consistent baseline income. obviously notice the the, uh, various similarities here that covers your baseline personal and business expenses. And she mentions that she agrees with the tips that I had just read to you. And then what she also adds is to structure payment plans, programs, and retainers to provide an ongoing income. And I absolutely love this tip because if you think about it, let's say Uh, depending on what you are doing, uh, there is a one-time fee that covers a project for, I don't know, let's say six months. Uh, Instead, you can offer that payment plan for the six months, and that is a consistent income. So you want to think in terms of that, and I love that she brings that up. She also goes to say that you have way more control over your income than you realize. So thanks for that, Belinda. And she's from ownyourmoney.com. And lastly, I have a message that I want to play for you from Jason VTook from Frugal. And let's go ahead and hear that.
1: Hey, Jen, hope all is well. I wanted to leave you a message with regards to what it's like to be a freelancer, solopreneur, business owner, working for yourself, uh, what has worked for me in terms of my finances, I've actually focused on ensuring that many things are automated. So I want to make sure that my investments for my retirement uh, is automated as well as my savings. So I allocate a certain percentage Uh, of my income into buckets. uh, So I ensure that I am saving for short, midterm, long-term goals, as well as retirement. So I've got that all figured out. So my advice to anyone out there working for themselves, whether you are a freelancer, solopreneur, creative, or what have you, utilize automation in your savings for your goals, as well as your retirement hope this helps thanks so much
0: well thanks to the fincon community for sharing their tips and advice i want to remind you that You can share what you want me to talk about on this podcast because after all, the show is for you. If you have a specific question you'd like me to tackle, share that with me. There is a brief survey where you can do this over at JenHempel.com, share your voice. In that survey, you can even share what guests you'd like me to have on the show. So be sure to do that when you get a chance. Also, be sure to join our community over at jenhempill.com forward slash community. I am going to be starting weekly Facebook lives every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where I'll be answering your questions. Now, granted, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesdays is not going to work for everyone, and I completely understand that. But what is great about Facebook Live that the video will be available afterwards. So even if you're not available at that time on that day, you will be able to watch that video on your own time. So... In that, fact, uh, in that Facebook Live, I'll tackle uh, one question a week, so join us and be sure to ask questions in the group. I'll be happy to answer them. If you're joining and watching the Facebook Live on the quote-unquote replay, be sure to ask your questions then, and I'll be sure to answer them as well. Now, next week on the podcast, we will be chatting with Rachel Cook, where we learn the story behind growing up, living on a waterfront house and with a yacht but no brand name clothing. And of course, more good stuff. So stay tuned for that. So that is a wrap for today. I really appreciate you taking some time to listen to this show. I hope that you have found this of value. To connect with those experts that I share the tips from, you can go to jenhempill.com forward slash 98. You'll get the links to everything that. I shared with on the show today. And also don't forget, if you love this episode, it would mean so much to me. It'd be such a huge compliment if you would share this episode with someone you care about. It's easy to do. Chances are, if you're listening to this on a smartphone, uh, from directly from the app, there should be three dots where you can swipe. And from there, it should give you an option to share. So it's an easy as that. You can share it texting to a friend. So I appreciate it because really you will never know the the impact you will uh, make by just sharing this. So thanks again for listening and I'll talk again with you next Thursday.